Big news this week. Dan Tripp, you've had a haircut. I've had a haircut, everyone. Uh, so for all of those who saw me with my really long hair, and by that I mean the two of you, uh, yeah. the, the hair has now been cut. Uh, it's now not. And you look like got... Orlando Bloom. What, really? You do. I swear to God. Oh, I had to... Thank I, you. I, I, I mean, it's it's wild. It, I, I, I actually sit there and think, God damn it. He's gone I from... was gay. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone from top knot, top knot Shoreditch hipster to uh, Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean. So, yeah, nine Pirates of the Caribbean hipster instead. Yeah, yeah that's the. Uh, <laughs> you will never, you will never remove the hipster. How do you, how do you remove hipster from your life, from you your title? It's, you, can't. you can't. What we're yet to pick up on is the fact that those glasses have no lenses. Yeah, I know. You can just put your finger through. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of the trend? You actually yeah. got to have glasses yeah. with no lenses. No, I, 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 I literally can't see you if I take. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very blind. <laughs> no, dude, you, no, seriously, that's um. You, uh, you said in the other podcast that you would never, if you cut your hair, you'd never notice. So when I saw yeah. it, I thought, well, he's cut his hair, and I certainly did notice. That was... Well, yeah, it, it it looks good. What can I say? I, it I does look it, good. I, I went out of the hairdressers, and I was like, Dan, they did a good job. I mean. Why did you? What made you decide you're going to go short? because uh, I it's hot. And yeah. another another subject that we want to address as British people in the UK right now. It's, it's hot, hot, isn't it? It's too hot. Yeah. In fact, I would call it too hot. It I is too this, hot. I love this discussion because it's hit like twenty degrees, and it's we're all melting. <laughs> and the British population have a have a threshold of somewhere between fifteen degrees. And 20 degrees Celsius. That is all we can manage. Anything above 20 degrees, we melt. Anything below 15 degrees, and we're freezing. Having Saying this, after like spending a year living in uh, Toronto, in Canada, where it gets to like 35, 40 degrees in the summer and minus 20 degrees in the winter, um, it was beautiful because it was very consistent. Like The, the weather oh, is the I same think. every day of the season. So you just go out and you enjoy yourself. Whereas here, it could be 22 degrees today. And tomorrow it'll be like six degrees and pouring down with rain. You just yeah. never know. You never no. know. You walk out, it's raining. It's it great. could be, it could be hot and raining. Yeah. yeah. At the same time. I remember there was actually one day that they did all four seasons. I was like, well, it's bloody cloudy today. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, and, like, it was only nice a couple of weeks ago. It was, yeah. it was super sunny, then it starts hailing. And you're like, well, yeah. What, what oh, yeah, I remember that. Do you, I don't know <laughs> if you remember in, but the, the, the day when it, when it, when it snowed. And then the sun came out, and I was like, "Well, this is mental! Like, how can it be snowing and then be hot?" We're being so <laughs> British same... right now. Everyone listening yeah. that's not in the UK is just going to be like, "What are these guys talking about?" Well, we this really is, like this, talking about the weather. Yeah, we really do like talking about the weather. My wife is forever hot, and I am forever cold in this mm. bloody house. Oh, we're the other way around. Really. I'm... I'm always boiling, and my wife's always got a blanket nearby. Oh, what? No, seriously, she's my my wife would say put a dressing gown on over, put turn the heating up. Yeah, Our old absolutely. house, absolutely. Our old house was the, I called it, I called it the igloo, right? <laughs> Go for the layers, it was, man. It, no, it was freezing. I remember one day oh, it was it minus be. one, and I went outside to warm up because it was so bloody cold in my house. It was horrible. That's that's when you're 20, right? And um, you know you need to save the pennies for the beers. Do you know what else we like talking about? That's not what? just the weather. Beer. 
Oh, I was just saying, I did say, we were saying <laughs> pennies for the beers. Oh, that was very clever. That was, yeah, you, and that was an intentional transition. Very impressive. Some might call it a segue. Ep- episode oh. six of the podcast, we're getting pretty good at this, mate. Yeah. Let's not celebrate too soon. Yeah. No, we're going to have to go through the standard thing, trip your bloody, you're the wild card, right? Because, okay. Jesus, you got your hair cut. Didn't see this coming. You are the wild card. Truly. Hamish. You've got loads of nicknames. Actually, I'm starting to notice now. Yeah, you've got Two Drinks Trip, Big Sip Trip, Orlando Bloom, The Wild Card. Man, you look so serious right now. (laughs) The serious. Serious Now I'm going to call you Serious Trip. It's the mini (laughs) moustache as well that does it. I know, I haven't shaved today. Sorry, everyone. I don't shave for the podcast. It looks very American gangster, actually. (laughs) Mm. I'm a man of many faces, what can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Right. What about you? Hamish, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, my bloody cough. All right. He's gone. He's uh, done. He's gone. He's done. I'm done. Oh, all right. Good night, everybody. Um, I am on my birthday drink. Oh, my goodness. I <gasps> haven't seen one of those in years. That is classy, isn't show. it? And this is, this, is, this is really good podcasting, everyone. I'm literally showing it and not saying it. I'm on the Desperado. <laughs> the tension that, in the room. That, that well-known combo of lager and tequila. Well, I'm calling this Dirtorano, right? Because I don't have any lime. So, oh, I got you. Yeah, so, mm. but, you know, a Desperado with no lime is a bit of a dirt. Dirtorano, I'm calling it. So, I'm on the Desperado tonight. I've got three bottles of it, and... Um, yeah, this stuff is well. Let's just say tonight might get a little bit ropey. <laughs> Good job you put the work in beforehand. Let's be honest. I've got the day off tomorrow as well, so here we go. Ooh. All right, Simon, what the hell is in that Simon goddamn mug? Showed off a, a, a beer of some kind. Uh, so what? I I promised last time, and I have one of my home brewed uh, American. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! Have you got work tomorrow? Uh, no. I no, nor have I. Oh, so oh, Jesus. <laughs> This is a, um, I basically have a, basically just over a pint's worth of uh, amber brown ale, uh, which has nice biscuity caramel undertones, actually. It's meant to be, on calculations, it's meant to be about 6%, but it hits like a truck. Um, Oh, dear. So so you could be on it tonight as well. (laughs) Yeah. This is good. Uh, have we got a name for this? I actually thought about this for too long. You know when I said the, the big mustache and didn't finish it? And then I sat down and thought of this for way too long. And we should call it Big Med Stash. Because your name's Big oh, Med Stash. Oh, that's very good. The Big Med Stash. The Big Med Stash. Let's roll with it. Yeah, that's yeah. what your beer is called, the Big Med Stash. And it's like your stash of beer, right? Yeah. It works on so many levels. Yeah, I can see that the... you did take some time to think about it. Cause, yeah, I, I, like did. I did. Well, I, t- I suddenly got in the car and was like, Big Med Stash, that's it! <laughs> <laughs> God, Love you're a genius, Amish. Anyway, wild card. Wild card, so, big trip, two drink, Alando Bloom. What have you so got? It is, it, is, it is quite wild card because I'm, I am not drinking a beer. This is <gasps> this is crazy. I Interesting. Know. No. I am drinking. Well, I should probably show you the bottle. Actually, it is a Pinot Grigio wine. What? Oh my goodness! <laughs> From the bottle as well. From oh no, bottle. no, I got a glass. I just want to show you the bottle. Oh, man. <laughs> to be fair, it's not a wine glass because I don't own any wine glasses. No, what are you drinking it out like of? A, like a tumbler. Oh, nice. mate, you've gone pure festival. 
I know. Well, we don't. I've only got a <laughs> so plastic wine glass, and I thought you'd make fun of me if I whipped I, out a plastic wine glass. I was secretly I'm, hoping. I was saying you would have done. <laughs> I was secretly hoping you were going to torpedo the whole bottle of wine. Oh, yeah, I, I was I secretly. I don't have any straws, do I? No, just down <laughs> from the bottle, mate. Well, one podcast, I'll I'll get like a four pack of VK and I'll straw Peter a couple Brilliant. of those. That'll be. Oh funny. yes, I'm still yeah. waiting. I, I tell you what, some of the ideas I hope that you do is <laughs> is stuff that I've actually have done, where I do want you to show up with a bucket of Fosters. <laughs> A bucket of Foster's. A bucket, oh, oh, a fish a fish bowl would be quite a good one. No, actually. no, oh, an actual no, an actual bucket, like you know, just like just a just, just, just a bucket. In a bucket. I've got quite a lot of plant <laughs> pots that. outside. Actually, I could probably do something. with oh, them. Like, Foster's out of a plant. <laughs> plant pots. But anyway, just for for the listeners at home, um, it's a Pinot Grigio from Italy. Mm. Uh, yeah, twelve percent better than all these beers that people have been drinking. Very strong. I have um, just had just sorry trip. I've only just had just a little bit of this, and um, mm-hmm. anyway, it's um, it's going to be cheers, good. everyone. Also, it's a very hot day. I feel mm-hmm. like a glass, glass of wine. All right, everybody. Nice. Yeah. yeah, cheers. Cheers, everyone. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, what's Crack the order on. of business, Simon? What, what do we do on this podcast? I've completely. Yeah, what do we do to drink? That's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> to drink. <laughs> All right, so. The first part of our podcast, we're going to just focus a little bit on some of the gameplay we've had uh, as a group recently. Um, the skirmish season has started. Uh, Trip and I have been to different local game stores to uh, partake mm. in pod-based armory events and, and uh, small events. So a little bit to talk about there. Um, and then we've had some questions from the community about which monarch heroes we're building up uh decks for at the moment so we might touch on that the main event today we have got a, another interview with a another new zealand player very much looking forward to hearing this interview uh, thank you for hamish for sorting this out and tom penny who uh, top eight in the uh, calling ProQuest event this uh, last weekend has come to talk to us about his experiences at the calling and then uh, just to finish things off we might touch on uh, a bit of controversy that's been released today in a statement. Oh, I love says. controversy. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but we're going to have a bit of a, our own controversy and we're going to talk about what we love and uh, maybe not love about Blitz Limited and uh, classic constructed uh, formats. Hang on, this uh, isn't fair. This isn't fair, right? We can't just have TV1, right? This isn't a handicap match. Hey, even though you, I, don't, I, you don't know what we're going to say. <laughs> No, that's that's probably that's true. That's true. And you who is the what one? Gonna say. It's not. It might be me. <laughs> it might be the Desperados. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> two points, one push. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so, a completely different show. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, What's the, trip. What are we doing? Tell me about your recent trip to the seaside. Hello everyone. Yeah, so uh, I went to the seaside. <laughs> not, you sound like you're at the seaside. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm at the seaside. Hello everyone, trip here. Cacor, uh, what, what noise does a seagull? Right, let, let, let's, <laughs> let's press on. Uh, I went. I went to Portsmouth for the day, which was very lovely. I went with my wife because uh, we both love going to the seaside. Um, but then she was very nice and let me abandon her for about three hours or so to go play a first edition sealed event at a fistful of dice uh which is in um 
is it which is near Portsmouth. It's uh, just uh, just outside of Portsmouth city. Did centre. you bury her in the sand? <laughs> yeah, I did not bury her in the sand. <laughs> I think she sat outside a pub. Oh, that's um, fair. Um, and uh, it was a fantastic event. There was a pod of six. Um, met a couple of people from the Discord. So um, Vlad, who I've played against a few times, and da- the famous Darren of Darren's Card Storm. I'm sure, many people know Darren's Card Storm. Yeah, man. Singles yeah. Card Storm. Met him it's in the Flesh and Blood for the first time, which I saw his name and I was like, "Are you Darren of Darren's Card Storm?" And he was like, "Yeah, I know. You've you've bought a lot of cards for me." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> But it was a really good event. Uh, I played Prism. Uh, I, I managed to win, which was great. I won some good prizes, some really, really good prizes, actually. So um, big shout out to uh, Fistful of Dice for the prize support for that event. Uh, and yeah, it was fantastic. Great to meet. Met some new players. Um, or they weren't new to the game. Uh, they, they'd been playing for a while, but they, they weren't sort of on the Discord yet. So it was good to chat with them and tell them about the community and everything. So yeah, really good, really good day. And Portsmouth is very nice for a day out, especially when it's very sunny. Cool. Love to hear it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds that sounds I'm jealous. That's all I had to say. Mm. I'm jealous. What I would like to say is uh thank you to Organized Play EU who put on uh the skirmish event that Dan and I played in together. Um it's fantastic. it was a, it was a really good event actually. Um it ran pretty well to time, although there were a hundred and something competitors, so there were seven rounds of Swiss and a top eight. Um, but they had between each round, they had a, a random giveaway uh, prize ranging from uh, cold foil cards to boxes of, of first edition monarchs. So I just wanted to put a shout out to them. A fantastic event on a Sunday. And uh, it was run really well. Uh, based in Greece, yeah, I think. super well, really, really well. And just getting the tournament experience is really good and trying to look at those little mistakes that you made because of tournament fatigue and just trying to think. Like it, like in the second skirmish, I, 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 I was so zoned in, I completely forgot that like Phantasm was even a thing, and I yeah. was playing against <laughs> Rob from Telerian Dropouts, and he was playing Prism, and I just, I just didn't even think about the fact that I could break his attacks with like six power cards, and it just completely left my mind completely that that was a thing that I could do because I was just so focused in on my own game plan, I was just forgot that that was a thing. And then I lost. And then in the next game, I played against another Prism. And in that one, I did amazingly because I did remember that Phantasm was a thing. But it just, it just, it's just amazing how the tiredness can get to you and you just you forget yeah. the, the very basics of the game and you just have to, you have to try and work on that and think, you know, don't get so focused in on what you're doing that you forget about what the opponent's trying to do. And like, it, it's, a, it's a tough skill. Tournament management is a tough skill and um, you need to, to work on it, I think. Work on it, your stamina. It, it flows on. into one of the uh, questions, actually, that one of the uh, community members um, threw out to us. Apologies, because it's all on Discord, so I have no idea what your real name is. So I'm just going to say Jao Genstu. So he said preparations for event strategies and how they differ from Blitz and CC. Now, we were talking about, you know, well, you guys were talking about... Um, tournament fatigue and so on so is there any sort of preparations that you guys do prior to these like you know online events that you've been taking part of and he did say what's the difference between blitz and cc bit of a difficult question i believe to ask at this point because i don't think we've really knuckled into a cc you know tournament event all i could probably say on that just to is it's yeah. going to be harder it's going to be longer it's going to need more brain power on that one so just whatever i'd i'd say whatever ta- um 
<laughs> trip one. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say trip. <laughs> Simon and Trip. Whatever Simon and Trip have got for you guys to prepare for Blitz, just expect you're going to need to do a little bit yeah. more preparation and mental thought with uh, CC. So when I'm so, yeah. doing, I know I've got a Blitz event coming up. Um, I always go for. Firstly, I always go for a walk beforehand. So I go for like an hour-long walk around the town just to like chill out. Uh, I always have a big glass of water beforehand. I think it's really important to stay hydrated. Uh, you will play better if you are hydrated. I honestly believe that. And just make sure you have some snacks and stuff. Like if you're playing a webcam event, it's very easy to just go off and get some snacks from the, the kitchen. But I try to have something like on my desk or near my desk that I can just eat uh, when I'm feeling a bit peckish, just if I'm a bit hungry. Um, and also um, try if you if your game finishes early, try and um, like try and relax a bit. Like I find that you can just start like thinking about the previous game too much. Uh, and I think maybe it's good if you can like switch off, listen to some music or something in between games. It's definitely not something you'd be able to do in a real life tournament, but for a webcam, you can kind of just chill out a bit. I believe like um, Shin always used to watch The Office in between games when he was doing Skirmish Season One. Uh, he would just like as soon as the game would finish, he'd put the office back on and watch that in the background just to like keep himself like chilled out. Uh, I think that's a really good a good thing to do too. It's like between games, if you've got a bit of time, make the most of that time. Like if if you get completely blown up by someone, like a Kano just turn twos you or something, just get end it and um, and and move on. And and the last thing is also um, make sure you shuffle your cards really well between games. Uh, that's why I think oh, that's the first thing I do when a game finishes is um, is shuffle my cards properly. Uh, I think it's really important to do in Flesh and Blood because if you don't shuffle properly, all your blues end up clumped together. So just good advice. I think it's just to make sure you shuffle your deck really well because you'll probably end up I'm all, better. I'm I'm a fan of that because actually. Um... When I first started playing, I would I would torture myself and look at the next hand or the next hand and just see where what was coming up. In, and and actually, I think now I've changed. If as soon as the game finishes, win or lose, I just shuffle the cards. Yep. Um, and something I learned from sort of a sporting background is just forget the forget the previous play, forget the previous game, and move on. Like you, everything is a is a new. Uh, experience you just have to bring 100% effort yeah. to the next game and forget what the result was whether it was a win or a lose forget forget the result get from a clean slate on the next game so I'd agree with Dan I always have a big glass of water by the computer I'll have a w when we have webcam matches I'll always have cereal bars or snacks or fruit nearby just for between games um, I, I don't usually get the uh, the the pleasure of a walk before or between games i actually prefer it when a game runs long and then i just go straight into the next game because i don't have time to think and just carry on um but as i just mentioned often with webcam tournaments i'm dealing with kids or family and, and just trying to get through to the next game without too much stress so uh at the game store i like to go for a wander between have a look around at what's on offer at the game store and try and not to uh get myself in too much trouble but. yeah no i i can't i haven't been to too many um tournaments in the flesh and blood side of things but i've been to quite a few card game tournaments in different sort of games so the uh the only advice i'd sort of give anyone um in terms of what simon and trip are saying is pretty much just bang on do that so a few th two, one thing i like to do prior like before i go to an event is um i like to have a game 
like so if I can the night before just like a, a game with the deck I know I want to play with just to sort of just get yourself a little it's like a little pre-warm-up of just knowing what you're going to do prior to doing that I think that's a really important thing to do if you're going to go to an event it's not essential but it's kind of cool if you can bring someone along that you know with you right you need a tag team buddy in this because in these games tilt-in is absolutely real and there's nothing more frustrating when you go to an event and you really haven't got anyone to sort of bounce off or vent to or anything right because you can sort of just like like um trip and simon were saying you can sort of just like lament in your head a little bit kind of just worrying too much and beating yourself up about misplays and so on and so forth. So I like to take along one of my best, the be- one of the best people I like to bring along with me to an event is Mikey because he's, he's an absolute tilt master, right? But it's also, we both just bounce off each other so funny that we just go outside and we have a vape, we'll have a breath of fresh air and we both bring some water and we both basically just go, at each other just all day long so it just just takes the whole thing we're just having a laugh the whole way through and i think that's just really really important just to just have someone that you just go you know what i'm just going to chill out and have a fun day and then we come back into our games and then we just yeah and so on and so forth i think that's incredibly important thing to do um yeah and that's kind of really it on top of that what what i was going to say is um we've we've all talked about in tournament prep and strategy but actually a whole nother chat maybe for later maybe for a different time is actually pre-tournament testing and yeah. preparation um and and actually preparation for these events maybe not for the armories but for um skirmishes and uh, bigger events you're going to be thinking about these for weeks beforehand and maybe testing at local armories what deck you want to play and and i'm very much uh, a fan of picking a deck and getting very good at that deck rather than chopping and changing mm. all the time um i know other, i know other people have different opinions but that's been my go-to and uh yeah maybe a absolutely chat time but testing and, and prep yeah so it reminds me of um of our incredible interview with matt rogers a couple of weeks ago who phenomenal player and uh, if you haven't heard already spoiler alert he uh he Went, won the calling. He's the current calling champion in uh, Auckland. And he says he enjoys losing this game in a sense because he learns from every mm. match that he loses. And you've got to take that from it. You've got to take those learning points. Um, and now following on, like two weeks ago, we had our, our interview with the uh, soon-to-be calling champion. And uh, this week we have an interview with uh, someone who came top eight in the first pro quest yeah, event uh, at, in, in Auckland second day of the calling event uh, so thank you Hamish for uh, sorting this one out and uh, let's have a listen to Hamish asking Tom Penny some important questions I mean we've been we've been playing games for a little while now I'd say I think it was sometime I, honestly I think it was sometime around about September October time yeah I, it was right when I had started uh messing around with Viscerai with uh, my friend Karen, and we were trying to figure out what the best sort of mid-range Viscerai list would be for the Road to National season then, and I was just sort of interested in uh, the deck and, and, you know, trying to figure it out, so when you posted up about Viscerai, um, you know, best way to play it, I can't remember what you asked about it, but I was just sort of keen to talk about it, I guess, because I was keen to learn myself and see if it was worth uh, 
you know, playing at, at one of the tournaments coming up at the time. And after extensive uh, having a go, it uh, turns out it wasn't that great. <laughs> it was all right, but uh, yeah, it, that was it was pretty good. I mean, I know that Kieran took a list that I helped with to one of the Wellington Road to Nationals, and I didn't Ke- go down. Kieran who? Which which Kieran's this? Ke- Kieran McIntyre. So he's now. Uh, you know, works as an organized uh, play manager for Legend Story. Session time, blood. What, he wasn't retired just yet. Yeah, that's the one. So he um, he did pretty well. It was a fairly big road to nationals, and there was an unfortunate end to it for him where, uh, you know, he had a winning in on the last round of Swiss, and he actually had his opponent dead, um, but they both misunderstood how Arcanite Skullcap interacted with a single room chance. So, um his opponent, I think, only paid one resource to prevent, you know, I think he was coming with a few rune chants. He would have had to pay, like, nine to prevent them, but he, I think he paid three and that got him there. But he really should have top-hated with, he, he should have been the first uh, Vistrider top-eight. Oh, man. Um, and a, and a, yeah, so it was it was unfortunate, and Karen very rarely makes any any mechanical mistakes like that, but I hopefully you'll forgive me for, for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> but he certainly learned, he certainly learned how an Arknight skull cut worked forever then. Oh, you never make that, that error again for sure. And no. um <laughs> Oh well um, yeah, but, but it's still cool that he managed to get Viscera that high. Oh absolutely. Like he'll um I think he really liked this when, when Arkin came out and he wanted to make it work, so we spent a lot of time. He definitely got further than I did. Um I just went back to Durantia because it was working out for me, so Oh, speaking of tournaments, there's a great you've uh, helped me with a great segue there. We just had the call in, man, and you've just been at it. I am jealous as all hell because um, you know nowhere else is getting all these big ass tournaments apart from uh, good old New, Ze- New Zealand. So uh, I want to yeah. know. I, I want to get your uh, take on uh, there was the there was the calling, which was a sealed event, wasn't it? Sealed and draft. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, there was a pro quest. Yep, there's a progress as well on a Sunday for, for Classic Constructed. So, look, it was a great weekend. Pro- in my opinion, the best calling to date. Um, you oh, know, we wow. had a fantastic venue, a, a premier venue, uh, Aotea Centre uh, in the heart of Auckland City, just on, uh, on Queen Street. So right in Midtown, basically, uh, Central Auckland. And um, there were six rounds of sealed in the, the main event. Yeah. And um, for me, I... My pro- I probably should have just forced Prism um, because I did have uh, the equipment for it. Um, but my, my I played Chain in the end. I had you know double the amount of Shadow cards. I had a Soul Reaping. I had some good mm. good Runeblade cards. Um, but it is, in my opinion, the weakest of the four heroes for Sealed Deck. Uh, arguably the strongest in draft. But um, So I won my first three rounds. I, I just thought I just need to win one more. If you start 4-0... Uh, you you know you make you make the top thirty two and you get into the draft. So we were we were talking about it as the the sealed gauntlet. It's a bit of a dice roll if you can get those four wins or five wins um, to get into the draft, and then you know you can leverage your skill a little bit more. So I was I started very well. I had I was playing up against the Bolton deck in round four. Uh, really nice guy called Mark Anderson, and um, he had a very very good deck, and I. Felt in control of that game. He was, you know, I made him block out with a lot of his red take fights and whatnot. And I was just playing to my, I had three dominate cards, uh, consuming aftermath. I had two of those. So, All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he went down to he went down to one. I think I I had the aftermath, and um, you know, if I if I somehow got a seeds or some sort of arcane damage, uh, I would have gone for that. But I just sort of dropped down to one myself on his 
the you know his big uh, gallantry gold turn. Um, but unfortunately, the the dominate didn't get me there. He drew the rally, the rear guard to bottom me out, and I died to the debt. <laughs> oh, so man. I I was all in on that play, and it didn't it didn't quite work out for me. And then of course I proceeded to get fatigued by Prism in round five and dropped. Um, but <laughs> well, but it, got... it's how it goes sometimes. It is, yeah. That's that's just the way it goes. Uh, one of the things I did want to ask is is um, what do you reckon to a sealed format in such a uh, with a big event like that does sealed work in such a you know a competitive uh calling environment yeah like a lot i heard a lot of uh opinions about um about sealed deck as a in a premier event but i think what we've got to realize is that the calling is an open event for you know anyone to to come and play and yeah have a go at a what i would i mean it is it's definitely a professional level event but you know, it's still an open tournament. It's the calling, right? So I think it's a good format, honestly, um, in general, sealed deck. Uh, obviously, it would be nice to just be drafting, but you can't when it's 250 players. You've got to cut no, down. No, of course. So, course, uh, course. I, I like it. I mean, there, there are always going to be complaints about sealed deck because you can open bad cards and there isn't really a lot you can do. Sure. Um, but it's not like it's, you know, you've qualified, you've traveled across the world to play this, you know, world championships or whatever. And then you've got to rely on six booster packs. It's it's not that. But it's not like you know if, if World Championships was you know sealed deck cut or something, it would be it would be pretty bad. But yeah, no, I, but... I didn't mind the sealed at all. Um, you know there've been sealed callings before that I've uh, started very well and then choked out very badly. <laughs> but that was uh, that was due to my own uh, errors, of course. But no, I like it. I like the sealed format. It would be really really good to get another calling that's not blitz or sealed deck to be fair but you know i have enjoyed the the callings this year i certainly can't complain considering we're actually getting tournaments unlike most of the world i mean fingers crossed that um the calling goes ahead uh in melbourne which i'm intending to play coming up uh cool i think it's going to be next month hopefully now but obviously there's been a bit of covid scare in victoria and um a bit of a lockdown and we we have what's called the trans-tasman bubble at the moment between new zealand and australia where we can travel between without having to isolate and um that's sort of what's opened the door for us to go over and compete there but we, we don't know really what's happening we it's been postponed i think to july hopefully that goes ahead and um yeah i'll be mm. looking forward to another sealed a sealed gauntlet <laughs> yeah man i think it's because the uh the calling is like you're saying it's just a it's a it's not it's it has the flexibility right to 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 be a, a professional level event but at the same time you can just you can you can be flexible with what sort of format you want to roll with so mm. i was kind of a bit weirded out when i first saw it saw it and on my side just not as personally as excited because i like mm. constructed more than um than a limited format but that's just me personally but yeah. i totally got i understood why it needed to happen and thought it was an, a good move overall so um despite my personal opinion on it but yeah i mean look the the guys at legend story studios have put a lot of work into the limited part of monarch really like it's uh you know they've really developed that set to be a great limited um set yeah uh, i know welcome to wraith and arcane rising they're you know they're pretty good as well like especially in draft i I must say, I really didn't like the Arcane Rising sealed format. Um, I think a lot of people probably agree with me there, but 
Um, you know, Monarch Sealed is actually really good. Uh, there is, you know, Prism is a little bit stronger, I think, than the rest maybe, but it's um, it's still really good. I mean, you can do really well with Bolton and, and Levi and, you know, sometimes Chain as well. Um, but the draft of Monarch is, is really fantastic. I really, mm. really love uh, drafting Monarch. You know, having having the, the two talents uh, as well as the four classes to, to draft into and sort of keep yourself a bit open, you know, drafting on one half of the, you know, table. You know, you've got the Shadow of Light, so you can stay half open, I guess. Uh, you know, you can go into one or two classes. I really, really like that aspect of, of the draft format for Monarch. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, we might be able to sneak into a top 32 next time and, and draft a bit of... Uh, Draft a bit of chain, I think, if yeah, we can get man. there. But we'll yeah, see. Man. So that was uh, the call-in. Um, that's cool. Now, I didn't really realize that there was a constructed event going on. Um, it was kind of weird. I, I felt like the calling uh, sealed event was definitely far more pub- advertised um, out. Right. And then this ProQuest, I didn't even know it was a ProQuest. I thought it was, uh, when I heard this constructed, I was like, oh, maybe it was just some some side thing going on but no it's a it's a legitimate pro quest constructed event kicked off and i was like whoa what the hell i would have loved to have just seen that stream and for for a cc yeah. one, like big time but uh yeah how many people were there uh i think i'm not, it was either 120 or 128 one of the two i can't recall uh somewhere yeah so just under 130 players well, still over 100 people that's insane yeah big event i mean there was 243 in the main event so uh, a lot of players came up for the mm. weekend, you know, a lot of Aucklanders obviously wanting to, to test out their new decks or maybe their old decks and, um, you know, maybe a shame that there wasn't coverage for the, the, the Constructed, but there was a lot going on there that weekend. They had a lot to do for the, the main event and that was their focus, of course, obviously. Of course. And it was running at the same time, so it, it would have been, it would have been uh, okay, tough, yeah, but maybe yeah. one day they'll, they'll be able to... But there will be, uh, I'm sure, deck lists going up um, at some point. Uh, for that event as well, which will be, you know, everyone will be fothing for those, I'm sure. Um, oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. where did you where did you come in this uh, big 120 man CC event? Yeah, pretty pretty well. I I finished uh, seventh place, so that's I, all right. It was six rounds. <laughs> it was six rounds of Swiss cut to top eight for 120 odd players. So um, that's rough. We worked out you have to be X and one or better um, if you. If you go X and two, you're you're out. Even if you win your first uh, four rounds and they lose the last two, I think you're out. So, oh. um, I, th- I think we ended up being wrong. There was one guy who snuck in, um, winning the first four and losing the last two. Um, but he must have been the top that, of the we, table, though. Know, yeah, he yeah he was uh, four, you know it was an X and O going into the last two two rounds. But um, yeah, we were basically not you know I, I went into that tournament with my my friend and teammate Rohan Kana, who you know one of the great uh, in the game currently, in my opinion. And um, we were both on chain. Um, we haven't really, or at least I haven't really tested too much. Uh, I, you know, I played a bit with my flatmate, Truce, uh, Mr. Truce Arcane. And um, mm. he's, a, he's a bravo in Prism. So playing a bit against him, a little bit in armories, but didn't test too much. More just theory crafting and just uh, banking on the power of Art of War and, and Soul Reaping and, I was actually going to play Dorinthia. Uh, I sleeved up Dorinthia the night before, and I got binned off by uh, <laughs> I got binned off three out of four games against my mate Antonio and his dash combo deck, which was a bit of a surprise for me. I mean, it was a a, a beautiful deck, but yeah, Dora just wasn't running uh, how I, how I wanted it, you know, how I wanted it to, to in this format. 
Um, Got you. I just thought against Shane, it had a good chance. But if I, you know, if you draw badly, um, you know, Durantia for me in CC has been a lot, you know, a bit of a grind. You know, you thin your deck out for the first half of the day, uh, game and you, you kind of set up these big turns. But you don't often get perfect hands. You have to navigate um, with a low blue count and, and whatnot. And I was, uh, anyway, I, I put the Durantia aside and I thought, no, nah, I'm just going to play Chain, which I've been playing for the last few weeks. And I'm glad I did. Um, 24 chain players, I believe, in the event. It was the most represented deck, uh, followed yeah, yeah. by Prism. Yeah, I had a blast. I mean, the deck's a lot of fun to play. Uh, there is a lot of RNG, I must say. Um, I know that my friend Rohan's not too too keen on the deck for, for big events because of the, the RNG element. Not even some of the op cards that um, chain can access. You know, um, you've got Dimensional oh. Gateway, and you've got that Gateway, other instant. Right. Yeah, you got some ops. You got some ops in there. Yeah, uh, blood tribute, right? I mean, someone played that card against me. We we sort of looked at, um, and I'm gonna probably change my tune and test it, but we we weren't really looking at dimensional gateway, or we certainly weren't looking at blood tribute. Um, but then my my one my one loss in Swiss was to uh, Kevin uh, Kim, I believe is his last name. He's a new player, and he he bin me off pretty bad in the mirror. So he went turn one uh, dimensional gateway blue. Banishing Eclipse, and then he ursed me a couple of turns later. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> God and, I sake. and I couldn't get it off the board. So I got destroyed in the mirror. Um, and he was using, you know, I, I, in that game, I sort of played close to 73 cards. I didn't really want to cut down cards like Snatch and Razor, I thought would get an edge. Um, but mm. I think he, he played a, a streamlined Blood Debt Runeblade Synergy deck, basically, and the gateways were very good for him. and uh, I got destroyed. So after that game, I cut down to 60, 61 cards in pretty much every game, and it, it you know, worked out very well. Um, nice. So I played uh, I played one other chain mirror and got there, cutting down to about 60 cards. And other than that, man, it was just Dorinthias and uh, even a Bolton in there for me in the Swiss. So, oh, wow. Uh, definitely my, uh, my toughest two games, uh, apart from my loss, of course, would have been in the, the sixth and seventh round. Um so I played Regan Herbert on Dory, and then I played Jason Lai, uh, uh, you know, a new player, a guy, guy I bought into the game from Digimon of all card games. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so so my game against Dory in the second and last round, this is all winner, winner outs, basically. Um, so me and Rohan both lost our second round in the mirror, and we just had to go 5-0 to make top 8. And um, so I had a game against Regan, and fortunately the man forgot his null rune. He probably would have got me otherwise. Um but I cut down, probably foolishly cut down to 60 cards just to try to smash them. And um, I guess I was close to being fatigued, but, you know, the MVP in that game for me was Unhallowed Rights. Uh, Unhallowed Rights yeah. is a, a Shadow Runeblade card that unconditionally puts a, a blood debt non-attack action from your grave on the bottom of the deck. So I typically go for a yellow yellow seeds of agony. And, uh, you know, my last turn of the game was, you know, three yellow seeds, blue and a red seeds. And... You know, a vexing malice into a something else and into an Ursa for the win at the end, but he couldn't prevent it. So I think it was on four, and I got there with just the arcane at the end there. But um, yeah, unhallowed right. Yeah, some of the some of the blood deck cards are really really good. MVP, uh, for sure. Power from Beyond was my best card. Card is oh, fantastic. Really? Uh, yeah, card is so good, especially with Rift Bind. I mean, it's like a plus four on, oh, on a Rift yeah, Bind, yeah, but yeah. Oh, um, gotcha. It just. It just forces blocks and just gets damage through, and it has go again, obviously, so you can get all your blood deck cards out. And um, yeah, my last round was against Jason, so he he was on Bolton, 
Now, oh, uh, another okay. Warrior player, probably a fairly famous Warrior player at this stage, uh, Jason Thompson Sheck. So, you know, good friend and um, fellow Dory Main. Um, he was developing a Bolt and Aggro deck with Raiden, um, but he was also u- utilizing Luminar Ascension in his deck, um, which turns out mm-hmm. is actually quite good with Raiden, which is like a mini Courage Blade Hold, really, when you get the you know the zero cost Raiden. So, oh, you yeah. know, I, when when Monarch first came out, I looked at Bolton, and obviously it's a warrior. I was quite interested, but I I didn't like the the lack of interaction or the I guess the lack of maximizing the value out of Luminar Ascension when you're using Raiden, which is, you know, his signature sword, right? So, I, you know, if I'm playing Bolton, I'm going to be playing Raiden because I like, you know, obviously I want to win, but I do like the flavor of, of the heroes I play, you know? Uh, I want to yeah, yeah, I want to play yeah, with absolutely. a few style points. So you've got to be, you've got to be using his golden sword, you know? Um, yeah. But the fact that my favorite bo- my favorite card in, this, in, in for Warrior in the set, Luminar Ascension, didn't really go with it too well i was kind of put off bolton a little bit um to start with based on that but look jason and and well, both jasons jason thompson and jason live both um you know put together this this bolton aggro with luminar ascension and it plays pretty well i mean you can you can tutor up the lumina from a beacon of victory like you know you take flight and then you can beacon it get the lumina and then just have your have your turn with lumina and raiden and it's very you know it, it can force some blocks like game against chain it's really interesting yeah, no, that sounds that sounds sick, man. So then um, you got into the top eight and uh, came seventh. So what happened then? Uh, so I got paired up against uh, a guy called Ollie Berry. I believe he's from Wellington. Uh, and he, I, I talked to him a little bit after the event. And, um, you know, he's a, a Rune Blade main. You know, a guy after your own heart, probably Hamish. He, uh, oh, he sounds, he sounds like out. an awesome dude already. <laughs> yeah. So, um... I talk, actually, I talked to him a little bit at the, the Battle Heart on the night before, and he was questioning some of my <laughs> card choices, probably fair enough. Sonata, Canix, for example, was a card that we chose to play that he wasn't too high on, but, you know, he, he beat me pretty easily. It wasn't too close. Uh, it was a Chain Mirror, so he, he got, you know, he was the highest seed. He won the dice roll, and I think he got a, um, you know, his turn one was basically Grasp Token, Time, time Snap Potion, perfect turn right. one, into... Yeah. Um, an early soul reaping, banishing three great blood deck cards. Um, right. So I, I I lost tempo at some point. I think I had a a couple hands where I had no so I had no attack action card in one hand and early without too many blood decks coming. So it was a bit of a uh, a hand you know three seeds of agony in your hand. You can't really block or, or attack with those cards. Um, and my tech card. So Rohan and I bought uh, chains of eminence, two chains. Of eminence right. uh, to the deck, and that was purely purely for the mirror. And I've I've never played it before. People have sort of suggested it to me. Uh, you know, people have said, "Oh, why don't you play this in Drumphia?" And I thought, no, "Hell no, I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing that card in Drumphia. I'm I'm the proactive player here. I don't need to. I don't need to be disrupting them with that card." So, um, but chain in the mirror, it, you know, we felt it could give you a huge edge. Sometimes just win the game on the spot if it's timed correctly. Um, but in this final, I drew both chains of eminence in the same hand and it was not really the right spot like it was quite early so you know i think i blocked with one of them um because I, my hand just wasn't really doing much and i played the other one out naming naming the seeds but i don't really yeah. he, he didn't he didn't hit any seed he might have had to arsenal red seeds but he didn't uh he, he didn't get screwed over by it big time anyway and um yeah he basically just tempoed me out for the, for the rest of the game there i mean that that chain mirror is uh it's 
I feel like pretty hard to get the tempo back from mid game onwards if you're behind. Um, mm. Chains of Eminence is one of those cards that can do that. That's why we played it because if, if you're behind, you can just stall them for turn and get the tempo back. But um, absolutely, yeah. The the talk of the tournament was the uh, the Katsu, the nin- the Ninja Turtle, the Katsu Control Deck. So so the top eight was five chain out of the 20 to, uh, 24 that played. Uh, yeah. And we had one Dorinthia, we had one Prism player, which was Nick Butcher, uh, and we Ooh. had the Katsu player. So I think, um, well, I know Nick was saying that, you know, he, for example, played this Katsu player in the quarterfinals and expected an aggro Katsu deck. And this is probably how he got a lot of people. Um, so he cited out all his Genesis and all his Azoras and slow cards and decided basically for an aggro deck. And, and he was not an aggro deck, so... Nah, he got beaten oh, wow. you know, pretty badly just in the sideboarding. So that's the stuff that's exciting, where you, you know, you you, you sort of think, oh, it's going to be like this, and it, these are these these are the sort of tournaments that really set the tone going forward now on what what you know it, you you're, you're the first guinea pigs, really, aren't you? You you, you brought it in and, mm. and you, you you threw it out. You, you you're going to find out what worked, what didn't work, and yeah, just to hear that, uh, like just to hear that Katsu won, even though I'm absolutely sick of ninja right because of blitz and ira but and katsu is not in right. the same boat as ira but you know to see katsu win i was actually kind of like that's cool man i'm really cool i was really expecting chain to be honest right we're gonna i think we'll just what we'll do is we'll wrap it up there and um and yeah thank you so much for joining in pleasure mate all the best uh for your your games coming up and the charity yeah man right i'll catch you later all right bye so yeah no top that that it was. I'm so happy I managed to get my boy Tom Penny on to the um to to have an interview. I've been meaning to wanted to try and get him on for ages, purely because of how much he's given me, like taught me how to play this competitively. So yeah, no, I was dead chuffed I managed to get him on, man. Yeah, and let us know if there's anyone in the community that you'd like us to to seek out and get an interview with, because we we've got some ideas. We've got some we've got some people that we yeah. we we're that we're working with. Um. But if you have any suggestions, let us know because that would be really cool to to know who you'd like to hear from from the Flesh and Blood community. Absolutely, and we've we've had two two New Zealand uh, natives on now, um, and as much as we value their insight into the game as the uh, the holders of the origins of the game, I think uh, there's a big community out there, and uh, yeah, we'd love we'd love to hear your suggestions. I've got one guest on, although I'm doing a terrible job of trying to bring in some UK dudes on, but I have got another guy that likes to make some very, very cool mats for this game mm. that I've been chatting to, and uh, I've already mentioned him over in the podcast before, but he's kind of agreed to say yeah he would love to come on and talk about his process that's a, that's that's a that's you're, a little spoiler such a tease, Ooh, spoiler, such a tease. Spoiler. but um, um yeah oh my god simon big simon big 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 this oh is this is why i'm on the big. desperados couple of days ago we oh. hit 100 subscribers <laughs> you know what that means uh, that means we've hit our next milestone yeah, for a giveaway boy. So we have got an eclipse existence for a lucky winner. Who is it going to be? Foil, a eclipse cold foil existence. eclipse existence. So I've taken the uh, unique comments from episode four and episode five, uh, the two we've already talked about, and uh, put those through our random picker. And George Sharp, Whoa! thank you very much for your comment. George Sharp. George Sharp. Uh, George Sharp says, I've 
I freaking love the flesh and blood community because I've witnessed almost 0% toxicity, which mm. speaks volumes for a collectible game. Folks are always ready to swoop in with answers to any questions. Uh, I completely agree with you, George. And uh, yeah, That's please sick. get in touch with us and uh, we'll sort your prize out. Thank you so much. Yeah, you didn't thanks, give George. me time to spin the wheel, Simon. Oh, oh the wheel. The, wheel. With the illusion the... is smashed. Yeah. It's the phantasm is popped. No, I know. And it had all of my... <laughs> the phantasm. You came in with a strength six comment, baby. Fab. Ruined my wheel. Boom. Fab <laughs> jokes. Fab jokes, everyone. I know. Honestly, that's awesome. So, there you go. There's our giveaways. One, two, five. Yeah. One, two, five is the next one. What is it, Hamish? It is the mat. The... It is the oh, mat. Yeah, it's just some sort of quick test of just seeing how, I was like, how much how I'm on it. How did you know that off the top of your head? I had no I... idea. <laughs> <laughs> was like, the fear in wow. Hamish's eyes when I sprung that on him. I, uh, I was just like... Two desperados down. I know. I sit there and yeah. just... I swear it's just like some sort of comprehension test of going, right... Do you remember what happened on the last test? Oh, <laughs> we said the mat. Yeah, you said we said the mat, Hamish. So Almost this is, close. <laughs> this is a li- living realms mat. Mm. It is the uh, living realms play mat. So this uh, mat is fantastic. I just, I, I, I'm not, I'm not bigging it up here. It's a really, really, it's really good shit. Mat. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Like super super good, better better than some of the official flesh and blood ones. I'm at. I I would Ooh. actually say I would actually Ooh, say that it's controversial. Really nice. um, the artwork is done by a, a real flesh and blood card artist, one of the best ones. Um, they're all pretty good to be honest, but he he is up there. Um, it, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a really really good map. I've seen people playing it on webcam. I've seen people playing it in real life, and it looks amazing. I've got one myself. It's fantastic. So if you're one. interested in getting that map, um, uh, wh- please what do subscribe. I have to do? You have to subscribe. Are you? Subscribed? I've already subscribed. Can I comment? I'm already subscribed. I I, I don't think we're allowed. But um, oh. if you are not part for the Push the Pub podcast, you can comment and subscribe, and you will have a chance of winning that match. So Hooray! good luck to you all. So the artist in question, everyone, is uh, Christian Hoeta, who did the uh, did the art for Soulbeat Strike for Convection mm. Amplifier, and Ooh. I believe for Reverberate. Convention oh, wow. Amplifier so, is got yeah. fantastic art, by the way. I don't think it's played very often Absolutely. that card, but the artwork is amazing. And Soulbeat Strike is a fantastic card, as as me and Simon know very well. Look, I'm two desperados yeah, thanks, in thanks, now, right? I'm two desperados in, and I, f- why do I feel like I want to get Living Realms to just tell us about this guy? Because I want to, I want to ask him. Hey, uh, you never know. Do you want to? Do you want to do us a push the point? And then you can have you can have us three kind of decapitated or yeah or like or or coax a commotion sort of style thing where all of us that would be amazing yeah with all the beers yeah we can and then we can um get some lucky winners also I don't know mate my mind's just blowing anyway that's desperado well that's while we're all in such a good mood yeah. We're in the sweet spot right now. We've hit that. We've hit the sweet spot of the drunkness. This is, we've got to make <laughs> yeah, the most of it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'm about to crack open so, number three. Exactly. So, um, we mentioned that we might have a, br- a brief chat about the the different formats of the game, and by that I mean Blitz versus Limited, which would include sealed and draft play versus classic constructed. Um, mm, I now, think that's interesting that you've put blitz and like and constructed against each other because it's almost like a con- like for me I 
feel like constructed is better than limited in my opinion overall. So if I was going to just a blanket statement, in my for me, I prefer creating a deck and playing it. I don't like mm. random. So you would put limited versus constructed and then split each into two sealed and, and yeah draft yeah absolutely because it's because it's sealed and draft isn't there sealed and some people probably like sealed some people probably like draft and that's a limited format and then i think that could be the same on that side and i think they're just two different beasts overall you know, do you know what i mean they are they are however i'm just i'm just going by the way events seem to have been organized recently fair, fair, so fair, fair. um if you if you have a blitz constructed event, it is blitz constructed all the way through. If you have a classic constructed event, it is classic constructed all the way through. However, the precedent at the moment is for a sealed event with a top cut, you go sealed for the Swiss portion, and then you go for a draft for the top cut. And that might be a top eight draft. It might be a top thirty two draft in pods uh, with multiple drafts as as they did at calling. Um, that that was all I was doing. No, so I, I know, but I think the opinions. only reason they have to do that is because the, they can't do an, a draft only thing a uh, size that they had. It's just far too. It's just far too big. Otherwise, I think, and this is only a theory here, a game theory. Uh, that uh, I think draft is probably the the thing that everyone universally, even I think I don't know. I think even the LSS dudes even said, look, drafting this is just sick. And they even just do, uh, you know, the pick one. Uh, pick one pack yeah. that they do that they've put pack, a lot of focus one, on yeah, yeah pack one pick one in draft i think they're really honing in on like the drafting side of things and that i can get behind sealed is sealed it's like keyforge if you've ever played that you know you just get your packs and use what you got anyway i don't know where we're going on with this but um yeah that you know where i sit with this i'm a constructive player i'll set my stall out for these because um i really enjoy sealed play i like arc sealed i like monarch sealed especially um I haven't actually had a chance to draft. Uh, Nor I, to be fair, but it does sound so much better because we haven't we haven't been in person. Um, but if you were going to ask me to pick between blitz constructed and classic constructed, I would have a really hard time doing it because well, I prefer. The I'm going to ask. In <laughs> right, I'll I'll tell you. I prefer the gameplay in classic constructed. I prefer the longer games where you can set out a game plan. And you can the game ebbs and flows. It's it it moves between players, and you get more chance to uh, rectify any small mistakes that you make and any variance in the card draws. Yeah, that, that smooths itself out over the longer game. Whereas in Blitz, I feel like you have once the tempo changes once, you're not getting it back. So if you lose tempo in Blitz, I think you're done. Yeah, especially with the with the current all out aggro. Uh, meta it seems to be that way however from personal circumstances playing five or six rounds of blitz is much easier than playing five or six rounds of cc with a top cut because i i don't often get that amount of time away from home Mm. well okay that for me i prefer cc that's pretty much one of my most favorite and only like I don't mind blitz, you know. I'll pick uh, constructed over limited. Haven't tried draft. Willing to give it a go, but any sealed event kind of just not fussed at all, really. I like I, I buy so many boxes. I have so much product. I don't really get so enthused to just live by the randomness on whatever I grab. That's not the most exciting thing for me. I don't really want to travel and pay money and pay money to travel there to just go 
dud packs. And maybe I'm just looking at this far too negatively, but that's just the that's just the way I uh, um, how I view it. But yeah, no, um, I, I I prefer CC. Just uh, I think it's that that is to me the full the full the full beans of the game. Really, you know. Can, can, like, come on, Trip. Give us your opinion. Yeah, well, come on, Trip. I've been, been sitting there silently. <laughs> I've been sitting there silently because my, uh, my, you know, my all my my computer just destroyed itself. But now I oh. fixed it, and now I'm ready to give my opinion on. That didn't happen, everyone. We, we that didn't happen. Like, there was it's no seamless, destruction. It's a seamless podcast with no no issues at all. That's why I was not interjecting at all. So I've never done draft. Um, no no opinion on draft whatsoever. Uh, I imagine I would enjoy it quite a lot. Um, I really enjoy sealed, but I think I don't think I'm very good at it. Uh, I don't really I don't consider myself a deck builder at all. So um, I don't like to net deck, but I will look at other people's decks to like inspire the foundation of what I want to do, and then I will pick up the deck, um, change it based on what cards I own and then start playing it. And then I will change the deck a lot as I start playing it. So I, I probably yeah. have not played the same deck um, to, to this, like every tournament I will change something. I will continuously adapt the deck, but it's nearly always based on something that someone else has built because I don't consider myself to be a very good deck builder. So for example, the deck I'm playing at the moment is heavily inspired by a, uh, deck that Dyson um, from the UK Discord, um, big shout out to Dyson, um, played against me and I really liked the way it looked. I didn't ask for the deck list. I just looked at the cards that he was playing and um, I was like, okay, I think I know what that is. I'm going to try and build that uh, myself and I really enjoyed it. So that's what I tend to do. So I don't find sealed very... Um, I don't find success at sealed very often because I just don't think I'm very good at building a deck and I probably would be very similar in uh, draft two because I'm not a particularly good deck builder. So constructed is an interesting one for me. I I've only really played blitz. Um, I've played two of the league classic constructed tournaments. I've done terribly in both of them, uh, losing the majority oh. of my games. Uh, and I think that's mainly because I've never really landed on a classic constructed deck that I particularly love to play. I've changed around a lot and I've never really settled with a deck like I have with Blitz. Um, in Blitz, I've nearly always played Ira and I've loved playing Ira. I feel that I'm quite good at it. Uh, I've had I'm good at it because I've played it a lot. I'm, I, I'm not I'm not particularly um, great player. I've just played the deck a lot of times and I know what I'm doing with it and that's why I have success with it. But that's so, what makes a good player though, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, that I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I'm also quite lucky. So um, that helps too. Um, and uh, <laughs> also um, uh, I think, so I was, I was thinking about this because we talked about, we probably have this conversation and what I think will happen is um, I love Blitz. I can never think of playing any format other than Blitz. There'll be a point where I start playing Classic Constructed I find the deck that I want to play in Classic Constructed and then I think I'll never look back. I think it is going to be that kind of thing. And I think we see that with the, a lot of the New Zealand players who've been playing Classic Constructed since the start. They, they've not got that background necessarily of Blitz uh, and they, they maybe can't understand why people enjoy Blitz so much. And I think it's Blitz is convenient. It's fun. It's fast. It, it, it's really great. But I do think that once we start switching over to Classic Constructed, we're going to find it really tricky to turn back to blitz because i just don't think we'll find the strategic depth in blitz that we find in classic constructed i, I think it's very I similar i, I agree. think it's very similar 
Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I think it's very similar to what we've gone through in the UK with our experience of TTS, webcam, and in real life play. We started with TTS and we thought, this is fantastic. We don't even need to own any of the cards. And then we started doing webcam and we thought, wow, TTS is so clunky. It's awful. Webcam is the way to go. And then we started playing in real life. And then we're like, oh, talking to people is really fun. Who, who knew actually being in a place and actually playing this game is really fun. And I think we're going to develop. And I think it's going to be the same thing for the, the, the European community because we've been playing mostly Blitz is that we'll, we'll pick up CC and then we probably... Um, we'll find it tricky to go back to Blitz again. And I'm somewhere in the middle. No, Simon, I, I, I know, I know deep down you're a CC player, mate. Come on, sit, sit, come sit with me. Mm, doesn't this taste great? Fence, uh, I, don't worry, yeah. I'm going to be sitting here. Just, all we've got, all we got to really do is just find Trip, a lovely, lovely hero that he really wants to get in on, and then we'll just well, say, well, and, and he, I, been, I, you've been playing Bravo, and I tell you what, out of all the guys Bravo. in CC, he is the most, one of the most adaptable heroes in the meta at the minute. So, yeah, I'm looking at Bravo. Mm. Am I not that? Am I not that control Katsu though? That that does appeal to me oh. as a as a as an Ira player. I like I, something about having nine flick flax, man. That just feels fantastic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll just give it, give well, it a go. We'll, we'll see. We'll we'll see. You know. So what? Are, what I want to do, what I would love to do just before we uh, wrap up here today is just give a quick rundown of some of the events that are coming up uh, in the UK. Um, now, skirmish season is underway. Mana Screw has a pod-based skirmish uh, on Sunday the 13th of June. I'll be there. And I'll be there. The big, the big... I'm not there, I'm afraid. Oh. Uh, the big weekend, I know... The big weekend coming up is the 26th, 27th uh, of June, um, when potentially the UK might be out of lockdown, although that is looking less and less likely as we go. Mm. However, Trinity Card Capital in the northeast has a Friday night sealed skirmish with a top eight draft on the 25th of June. Living Realms and Kingdom Gaming and Darksphere have uh, split the country and they have sealed skirmishes with top eight drafts on the 26th, which is a Saturday. And then on Sunday, Underworld Gaming in Nottingham has a 16-player Blitz Constructor I'll be there in Nottingham. So go out, enjoy your flesh and blood uh, experiences over the next couple of weeks. I'd love it if you could all like and subscribe to this video and our podcast. And please leave a comment, any, any comments, positive about the community any suggestions for interviews you'd like us to do uh, give us your thoughts on classic constructed versus blitz constructed versus sealed we'd love to hear from the yeah community. give it give us some talking points for future podcasts uh, <laughs> give us really content here please you. yeah <laughs> please um and seriously your kind words coming from all corners of the community just make it a pleasure to do these these podcasts and we love hearing from you so uh yeah please don't be a stranger simon it sounds like for the first time we need to keep you awake is this uh alcohol uh done you oh he's, <laughs> so, he's, oh, he's finished oh. it guys right okay so you finished all your pint 
I'm almost about to wrap up my third bottle of Desperado. How have you kept... I've still got you've... half a bottle left. You've still got half a bottle. Bloody hell, Trip. These two are... Uh, I'm, I'm at work no, tomorrow, no unlike these two, so uh, <laughs> I've got to be a bit more careful. Uh, but no, uh, thanks, for, thanks for all your kind comments, everyone. I agree with everything Simon just said. Um, it's been great to read all the positive feedback on the podcast. And we're looking forward man. to creating even more and more content in the future. So. Uh, yeah, man. Right, peace out. Later. Good luck editing this, Amish. Hey, Oh, <laughs> <Bye. laughs>